0: and welcome to the Four Street Digital podcast. In this podcast, I cover ideas, practices and techniques for online teaching and learning. And in this episode, we're going to cover the topic of accessibility and online learning. So we know accessibility is important. You know, our jobs as online content creators, as teachers is to make sure as many people as possible can access education in whatever form that is. So I want to start by thinking a little bit about the concept of universal design and, if you're looking in this space, if you're looking at accessibility and online learning, you'll probably come across that term, that term universal design. And essentially, you know, we talk about universal design and we talk about universal access. So universal, access is referring to um, basically designing content so that it will be compatible with multiple devices so people can access it in whatever format they require. Universal Design is thinking about the way we create our content and lessons as part of our course so that they're accessible by everybody. And what I mean by that is not creating your content. Let's say you create a PowerPoint presentation. You create that presentation you send off to your learners and then you go back and think, okay, now how can I make that accessible? The point of universal design is to design for accessibility from the outset. So, you know, as soon as you um, are designing something for online education, you start to think about how can I make this universal? How can I make this accessible for everybody? So I think the, the sort of key place to start really is the web content accessibility guidelines. And um, you'll find these online if you just if you just search for them they'll come up, I think we're at 2.5 now. um. And these guidelines kind of stipulate four main areas. So they're absolutely huge, there's lots and lots of things to think about, but I want to just touch on a few. So the first one is perceivable. So perceivable essentially means that information should be perceivable through multiple senses. So when we're talking about something like a video, for example, you want to make sure that your videos have captions on because then they can be, um, your videos can be seen and the captions can be read. There's multiple different ways of accessing that same bit of content. And the second thing is operable. Um, and that is where the interface, the navigation of your um, site, however you're delivering um, your content, whether it's in a sort of virtual learning environment, where it's a website, whether it's just kind of documents online, the navigation of that should be accessible using lots of different formats. So if someone's using voice commands, keyboard, mouse, trackpad, etc. Understandable. Understandable is all about the um, information and the operation, the interface of your site. How it all fits together. Is it clear? Are the instructions simple? Um, is the terminology consistent? Um, is the navigation clear? Um, and understandable. And then the last one is robust. And robust is all about making sure that whatever technology you're using to deliver your online materials um, is accessible by different assistive technologies. So things like screen readers um, and and making sure that we're using things like um, HTML or whatever development tool we're using and the addition of things like alt text, for example. Now, obviously, Depending on your role within your company, depending on your role, whether you're a learning technologist, whether you're a teacher, um, whether you are a trainer, you will have a limited amount that you can do in terms of accessibility. So you, for example, you may not have the choice of what virtual learning environment you use. You may not have a choice in how something is delivered. Um, but what we can do is we can take control over the things that we do have control over and we can say, OK, I'm going to make sure that I, whenever I'm creating materials, I'm going to make my materials as accessible as possible. You can't cover absolutely everything. So we need to just, I think, um, take control of what we can and and really push that forward. I want to kind of give you a few things to think about um, just in this short podcast um, that you might find Find useful. So really, um, I think one of the key things is to use accessibility checkers when you can. So you'll find that most external um, tools, things like PowerPoint, Word, Outlook even at the moment, all have built-in accessibility checkers that you can basically run over your content. Um, You can search online, you'll find um, how to do that on each of these programs. But essentially you can just run that accessibility checker and it will flag up any issues you might have. Um, And that is just a really simple thing that you can do almost straight away. Um, And as I said, it will help you to kind of flag up those issues and hopefully um, clear some of those small things up um, as you're going along. I think, again, some, some things that we should be doing as standard that are really, really easy are things like adding alt text. Um, so, that is where you add an alternative text for an image. So, if someone was using a screen reader, it would read the alt text for that image for them. Um, often, these um, alt text things like that are just forgotten about. And what happens is when you upload an image onto a PowerPoint or your virtual learning environment, it will just take, um, it will either automatically generate an alt text, which often isn't accurate, or it will take the name of the file. So, if you have named it image.png, then that's the name it will take. So that's what will be read when someone uses a screen reader. And obviously that is, you know, far from ideal. We want people to be able to read and understand what the imagery is. So I think that's really, really important is making sure that we're adding alt text again. This is really, really simple to do in things like PowerPoint, Word, um, and any of those things. And within most VLEs as well, there are options to add in alt text. Um, So it's a really simple thing just to add in. And again, if it's part of your design story so when you're actually designing content when you're putting content together what I always do now is if I select an image if I say I'm going to use this generic image for example if it's something like that then I'll put it into my word doc or whatever I'm holding my content before I transfer it to my VLE and I'll write next to it what the alt text is going to be so it's actually a consideration for when I'm building the content in the first place um, if it's a decorative image, you can mark it as decorative, so it doesn't need alt text. If it's something that needs to be explained, for example, then again you can add in the alt text, but just make it part of your um, part of your process, just like you would thinking about copyright. For example, you wouldn't just take an image completely off the web and use it freely. You know, you would think about okay, what copyright do I need? What attributes do I need? think about your alt text just as part and partial of, of when you're building your content. Um, and, and really simple things like thinking about how information is displayed. So, you know, not using colour, for example, as a way to just explain information. So if um, you put a pie chart, for example, and it's all colour, um, and that's the only way you're explaining the information, it goes back to that the idea of things being perceivable, that are they perceivable through more than one sense? You're just looking at the colour. If someone wasn't able to view that correctly, then, you know, they're going to lose all meaning of that. So thinking about things like that. I think one key thing is use really when you're building content, making sure you're using things as they should be. So something like a table, for example, actually going into your document and putting insert and table. Um, a lot of the time what we can do is sometimes we copy an image over. So we we'll say we've created a, a table in something else, and then we copy it over and we insert it as an image immediately that makes that table unreadable and inaccessible by screen readers. So building out your table as you should um using the insert table or using HTML if you're using HTML and making sure it's got the appropriate coding. The same with things like headings. So we don't really think about font that often in accessibility, but actually font is extremely important and also making sure that we're using things like headings. So you know, use use a font that is a heading font in your VLE. So just thinking about things like that, because what that means is those things are tagged as as a heading and as a body tip bit of text, as a paragraph, and it makes it much much easier for people who are using screen readers because it will it will pick those up. Um, so that that is just something really simple you can do. Is just make sure you're using all the things that are already available to you that are just built in, ready to go. Um things like um, captioning, I think, is one, one of the biggest ones and one of the easiest ones now to be able to do. So whenever you're creating a video um, or a podcast, a podcast like this or anything like that, making sure we're providing a cap either captions on a video or a transcript. And there's lots of different tools to do that. So things like Microsoft, Microsoft Stream, you can add captions in there. Um, you can add automatic captions in things like Zoom and Teams add automatic captions. Um, I use subway to add captions. I think it's a really great tool. Um, it's free initially for a short period of time, um, but you need to pay to upgrade. Capwing um, is also a great tool for captioning. So there are lots and lots of tools out there and I think it's just about trying a few and seeing what works best for you. Um, and then you can caption it and you can download the captions download the video and then upload it with captions. Or, as I said, you can create a transcript and have the transcript available for download. Um, And the last thing I kind of want to touch on is consistency. And I think, again, it's something that we often forget. Um, It's about consistency across your business, across your program if you're a higher education institute. Basically, consistency in things like naming conventions. So. How you describe things, what you call things, um, consistency in the navigation. So if you've got buttons, for example, those buttons mean the same across multiple programs. You want to make sure you're consistent across the board for your learners. And if it's different developers and different designers, it's really, really easy for these things to become inconsistent. And actually, that's one of the key things in accessibility is making sure that consistency is there. So I think um, I want to just leave you now with a few general tips or general things to think about. Um, This area accessibility is such a huge area and it's something that you know I feel very very strongly about and very passionate about and it's something that we try um, to really work on in our business with any of our clients. Um, But it's also law you know it's also something that legally we all have to make sure that we're doing and, you know, and not only legally is it important, but, you know, morally it's important and actually um, making your content accessible benefits everybody. So, for example, um, adding captions to videos will benefit people who have hearing impairments, for example, but having captions will also benefit people who maybe um, are foreign language learners or people who Um, are struggling with the accent of the person who's in the video, there are lots and lots of ways that having those captions will benefit people. So leaving you with some key things. We've already talked about things like alt text, um, using your accessibility checker, um, making sure your video animations have captions, um, but some other things to think about. One, ensuring good contrast for colors. So the way you design something, you need to make sure there's a high enough contrast between your background and the colors you're using on top of that. Low contrast can make it really difficult for um, users who have dyslexia. And um, so that's the first thing to to make sure, ensuring those, those contrasts. So making sure, as we were saying, you know, making sure, as I was saying earlier, Just to keep things simple. So, you know, not massive long paragraphs of text, have really clear headings and descriptions, um, and making sure not to use things like jargons, abbreviations or acronyms, um, unless you've already explained what that means, um, and maybe explain it multiple times as well. Um, And, you know, using things like capitalization and italics only when they need to be um, using underline to um, show that something is a link for example you wouldn't then underline something else in the content because again that shows as a link when it's not um, so just really small things like that thinking about how you're displaying content what you're putting together um and I think ultimately the best thing we can do is learn from our users so if you do have particular users who have accessibility requirements, speak to them, find out what's going to be more useful for them, what's not working properly, um, and and test things out yourself. You can download free screen readers um, that you can turn on and off, and you can screen use your content. Um, Try increasing the the size of your content, increasing the font um, on your screen, so zooming in up to say 200 percent, does your content still make sense does does the navigation still make sense can you still see everything and um, as i say read it with a screen reader does it make sense does it flow properly and um, is it picking up all of those tags the alt text in um, the tables imagery is it picking up everything in a sensible way that make that, that works for your content So that is everything for today. Um, I hope this episode has been a useful sort of introduction to accessibility and online learning. Um, I know it's a very large topic, so I want to come back to it again at another point, but I just wanted to touch on it today. Um, Remember to subscribe to keep up with the dates with any new episodes. um, And if you need any advice on making your content more accessible, you can find some free resources on our website at 4 streetdigitalcom Thank you so much and join me next time on the Four Street Digital podcast. Bye. (laughs) Yeah <laughs>